Welcome to the Cult Film Showdown's controversial Saturday morning cartoon series. We are taking a break from our search for the ultimate B-movie and looking at 1980s cartoons that were based on R-rated uh, properties. And uh, I'm your host, Jim Cotta. I am joined by my co-host, Nick Boxer. Hoorah! <laughs> Was that in the, was that in this? I don't. <laughs> you know, I really thought it was a marine thing, and then I thought I I don't remember that if uh, our marines in this or our space marines did that. Oh well, doesn't matter. And just finishing off his box of C three POs is Jack Hall. Oh, delicious! Let me tell you something. I think that hoorah wasn't that scent of a woman. Like that's not even a. That's a hoorah. Military. Hua is what you got there. Hua, okay. No, 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 it's a, is a completely different thing. Well, either way, <laughs> I, I am I am excited to talk uh, to you gentlemen about a couple more shows that uh, we've done. Uh, first episode up here, uh, I think, is going to be very interesting to get your takes on. Yes, yeah, so this is our fifth of a eight episode series, and uh, this time we are looking at the 1999. Roughnecks, the Starship Troopers Chronicles. And Nick, tell us what the the heck this is. This is a questionably animated uh, a version of the movie Star, uh, Starship Troopers based off of the movie rather than anything in the novel. Um, and in this, we have a group of roughnecks being deployed to Pluto. I'm yeah, I'm Nick. Um, <laughs> that that is about that is a good pretty decent summary actually. Yeah, being deployed <laughs> to Pluto to fight a war against the bugs. bugs. And uh, that's really all that happens. This first episode isn't much of a uh, episode rather than a recap of the movie to sort of get people in to the series. Um, I may get a little confused because uh, I watched the first story arc, which is five episodes long. But in this first episode, we're basically just being introduced to some of the tech, our characters, and then being dropped on Pluto and meeting a couple bugs and getting our asses kicked on Pluto. Jack, do you want to give us a bit of context on the property Starship Troopers uh, for our younger listeners? <laughs> How did you get this movie? Is like twenty five years old now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it it is based largely on the, this property is based largely upon the movie, which is uh, what was that Could come out in ninety eight? I believe something like that. Yeah, it'd be um, ninety eight. I think. Yeah. Um, there is some elements from the novel, of course, in there. It it, it largely uh, the concept of what this series is 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 how would I put it? Uh, they they took it's you mentioned five episodes in the first story arc, and there's a total of eight story arcs are supposed to be. It was forty episodes for the series, and each was supposed to be a five episode story arc on a different planet. Uh, following just the campaigns that those troopers were doing on that planet. Uh, it is characters from the book 
who and the movie who have been tweaked slightly uh, timeline wise and uh, basically uh, removing a lot of the pol politics that were involved in the book, which are nowadays very, very uh, out of date. And in the movie, which is uh, a more interesting watch from the politics side. Um, what can I say? I, like, for instance, like women were not allowed in the army in the book, hmm. you know, and they were in the movie and they, they are in the series. But that's the type of, you know, uh, mindset that the author had. Uh, this is 40 episodes, as I mentioned. Uh, they only completed 36 of them. Uh, so they have four episodes, which are clip shows, uh, including uh, three episodes of the of the five part final um, campaign. So if you like this series, and a lot of people did, you'll never get a uh, you'll never get a conclusion. Um, <laughs> despite the popularity of the DVDs, uh, they never did a movie or anything like that to wrap it up. Uh, There's tons of production problems with this series. Uh, production they they sold it into syndication um, way too early before they had enough episodes produced. So other companies were coming in producing them, and then the clip shows, as we mentioned, and uh, you know it had trouble in its time slot, uh, being shown between five and six a.m. mainly in syndication, which uh, you know is not ideal to find a, an audience. But they, despite that, it's very well thought of by its fans, and it has a, a very dedicated. Uh, fan following and the animation itself I mean you have to look at the year but it's not spectacular but uh, it's, it's a little more mature than most of the cartoons that we've been looking at here it's probably designed for kids age 10 and up and uh, it's it's pretty good quality it's too bad about all the issues that it had this thing to me I mean even for the dated technology look to me, it looks ugly as sin. I can easily see myself flipping past this when it was on and not sticking around long enough to uh, actually get it, just like actually be absorbed in the story. Because I think it's a better show than the animation would lead you to believe. For the era rushed for TV syndication, uh, I'd probably not be too hard on it, but it's not its not the best looking, no. No. I mean, I had trouble telling some of the girl characters and the boy characters when not watching absolutely uh, intent, intently. They, I mean, the faces all look the same. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you have trouble in real life with that too, so let's, you know... Uh, <laughs> No, but if there's anything I missed, uh, uh, James, feel free and you know fill it in. I think the one thing I want to go back to is uh, there's a there's a strangeness in how they're introducing this because at first I thought it was a sequel to the film, but it's not uh, because they also say that this is Rico and De and Dizzy's is it Dizzy or Desi? Uh, Dizzy. Dizzy. It's their first drop, which means it can't mm -hmm. be a sequel to the first movie uh, to the movie. So and it's, she died in. A, yeah, it's a separate. It's a separate narrative. It's a separate yeah, narrative like from either the book or the movie. But it has that. It has that like Lynch Dune problem where 
you don't have enough context if you haven't seen the movie or read the book. And if you have seen the movie or read the book, you're confused about where you're supposed to be. <laughs> like it's just it like it. I kept waiting for them to kind of I in a thing in an episode that is almost nothing but narration. Um, I still didn't feel like you, they really explained where we're at in the war. Uh, other than like. It sounds like there was one battle. Um, maybe they come back to that, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of didn't find my place in it quite uh, quite early enough. Uh, I did definitely miss uh, the the influence of Michael Ironside on the team. <laughs> as as Nick said, it's it's actually a five episode arc. These probably would have been packaged to go Monday to Friday. Uh, so it completely it does have more of a break than. I would expect if it was they planned it was going to be just compile them into five because uh, the G.I. Joe that were built like that uh, don't have those clear. Like finale close it down. Uh, kind of moments that this does because I watched part of what I watched a bit of the second episode and it was. It was very much like. Uh, Later, also on Pluto, where we're on the planet to fight bugs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, it is yeah, these uh, were, these were daily. These were not uh, aired daily. They were very yeah. aired weekly. So, but aired still, the five episodes. Yeah, yeah, the five uh, episode, and, and the same thing. Like it, even even in the DVDs, for instance, they came out based on popularity of the campaign, not in order. So those are out of order and. Oh, like you say, a clip show in the middle of something to so the narrative is is definitely difficult to follow. The I, I get the feeling if I sat down and watched all forty, I would be I'd, I'd get into the narrative, I'd start to follow it, and I'd really enjoy it, and then be frustrated as hell that I don't get the uh, finale, that I don't get the ending, and <laughs> and that it would leave on a cliffhanger that'll last forever. So for that reason, I'm like going out of my way to avoid watching episode two and any further. It's interesting when uh, when you brought that up, uh, I thought if I if I continued watching, I would just stop at the last arc that stopped uh, that had an ending and just call it a day. Uh, I I did I I so hate it when there's not a an actual ending of any sort, um, especially when there's an ongoing narrative, but. Yeah, I think I would call it quits one episode like that last arc as opposed to the. The little bit I'm sure that somewhere an, a writer has uh, summarized what that series would have. Uh, there's like three different DVDs, one of them, not the box set. I think the original one which released the campaigns on one disc individually, I believe. Uh, the last three clip shows, the director of the show or producer, someone goes through and talks about what would have happened in these three episodes if oh. they had continued the story. So it is there. Uh, and I'm sure it's been summarized on the internet from yeah. that as well. So it is there, but that's hardly satisfying. Now, actually, did anyone else feel the inclusion of the reporter character was a little bit odd? It sort of worked against their whole social commentary thing that the movie had. Because that reporter is like an embedded actual journalist yet we still get like these say, clips it, of 
IGN or whatever their broadcast propaganda network is. Well, they, they do. They are, like I say, trying to trying to remove the social commentary from it and just concentrate on the action, the characters in the campaign. That was I, the I intention. Some of that the, was there, though. Um, I mean, it is toned down from the de- novel, definitely, but there is some there. I mean, they, they are talking about citizenship and like that. But kind of at a high level, because, I mean, one of the interesting things about the film is that uh, it's not viewed from the same political point of view as the novel. Uh, and uh, Ver, uh, I mean, Verhoeven was known for... Uh, you know, satira- uh, satirizing these things, and I mean the 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 early views of Starship Troopers, uh, people didn't get that it was supposed to be a joke. Um, that uh, things like the recruitment videos and the ads and the news were all parodies. Don't of, forget the shower scene. Well, the shower scene is just good, good fun. Like that's. I mean oh, that yeah, might be I the mean, most for Verho- on how nudity in action films is. <laughs> that may be the most Paul Verhoeven scene that's ever been Verhoeven. So unnecessarily for <laughs> Verhoeven. Yes, absolutely. Verhoeven, by the way, I do believe uh, was executive producer on the cartoon. So perhaps maybe that's where something bled in. But you're right. Mm-hmm. It is amazing to me thinking back on the movie that people didn't see that as parody because it's so over the top right away those videos and everything. It's like, it's amazing to me that people didn't catch on to that. It was a strange time. Like, I mean, this is only a couple of years after uh, Natural Born Killers that had exactly the same problem. It was like people mistook a parody for the thing that it was, uh, par- well, satirizing, I guess. A satire for what is satirizing. Uh, but yeah, you have these, it, it, it took a while before like the, kind of public at large understood that and it started to get you know a different lens on it yeah like like nick said it's very like it's got those elements of citizenship and sign up and uh you know we're all happy to sign up there's no dig down at least uh, in the bit i've watched and i don't think you'll get any of this over uh, any of the the four i think uh, sequels that they direct to dvd sequels well, that's not saying much. No, they're terrible. <laughs> that's not saying much. No, the the director DVD sequels are. Well, maybe someday we'll dig into those because they certainly are. Uh... <laughs> I haven't seen all four, but they're certainly interesting. <laughs> that that might be an interesting uh, run. The, the four sequels yeah, and could... another couple of movies of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I do, I did enjoy it. I did find it surprisingly violent for, you know, a cartoon still that's being shown Saturday mornings and and that type of thing. Um, I mean, I, I did think, I, I did think, like I say, if I could have gotten a finishing, I would definitely probably, if I could get a finish, I would definitely probably watch it. But as it is, uh, it's more of a curiosity, a one-off curiosity for me personally. Uh, I don't really have a ton left to say about it. Uh, was there any toys? I did not see if there were any toys from this one. Uh, n- none worth mentioning. I did. I did like the the mech designs on this one. Um, it was nice to see original designs uh, rather than rehashes of Alien or anything like that. The mechs look good. 
I guess this, I mean, this came pretty fast after the film, so it'd be, it might be difficult, like there might be a bit of overlap between, you know, stuff in the film and then stuff that was coming for the, uh, no, that, that, that was a problem they had, though, with the original script is they didn't want to seem like a ripoff of Alien, so they didn't include any of the mechs, but this had mechs. Mm. Um, so it was nice to see them there, and they were decent designs. There was, I understand, from what I remember, quite a few mechs in the book. I never made it yeah. through the whole book. I tried, not knowing what I was getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed it would be like the movie. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe there was mech designs in the in the novel that we didn't really see in the movie. That we do see some different variations of here in the in the cartoon. Yeah, they, they added them in the second of the sequels as well. Although they were god awful in that low budget crap. <laughs> Give some give you some context. The first movie was big, and you could get a hot actor like Casper Van Dien. And by the fourth movie, they were really going to the bottom of the barrel and could get an actor like Casper Van Dien. Yeah. I, I read an article uh, while watching this that he was actually cast as a joke because <laughs> they wanted they wanted it to feel like a propaganda film, so they needed a bad actor to star in the original movie. That that sounds more mean than true. <laughs> to be honest yeah and yet and yet it's plausible <laughs> yeah i won't i won't outright say that that's not true <laughs> no because I, if you're locking bad actors you definitely nailed it i could see putting in a pretty boy though uh, as your poster boy uh that just one last thing on the on the reporter uh because yeah he's 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 like joe exposition is his job uh, and uh did you get a feeling of when he's talking about this like it the narration at times seems to be fairly recent but he also says things like you know johnny rico was this guy to watch and you know what happened later kind of thing like as if it's 20 years later i hated him enough that i was actually after I watched the first few, I tried skipping ahead to different <laughs> points in other story arcs, just trying to find a place where he wasn't in the show. <laughs> That's dying for a fan edit right there. <laughs> oh, it's impossible, man. He, he He's the one that lives. He's, he's embedded in the story as much as he's embedded in the team. All right, well, let's wrap this one up. Uh, Starship Troopers... Uh, the Starship Troopers Chronicles, uh, Roughnecks, colon. Uh, and uh, we watched this on YouTube, uh, which has a bunch of different versions. Uh, I don't believe it's on any streaming currently, uh, but uh, look for it in your DVD dollar bins. I'm sure those are findable. And this is the Call Film Showdown. Oh, you can find us on Instagram and on Patreon, support our work. And if you pay enough, you can suggest what the heck we're gonna watch next, because we haven't figured it out. We are sponsored by wetalkpodcasts.com, the home of the Octagon, the search for our ultimate B movie. And 
they are also they host some other great shows and you can find we talk podcasts on facebook and on twitter x yeah it's x. okay you can find them on twitter.com um, <laughs> 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 you changed your name to an unpronounceable symbol but we're still gonna call you prince to be honest um <laughs> all right and uh next up uh for us will be the 1993 uh conan the barbarian conan the adventurer tv series we will talk to you next time welcome to the masters of oh no <laughs> i lost my notes and i'm gonna have to apparently i have to start from there just about to invite everyone to the Masters of Horror. Um, let me try that again.